Welcome to When Ghosts Speak with Melissa and Mary Ann. Hello, everybody. We've got another fun episode of When Ghosts Speak, and kind of timely because we're in this this season of motorcycle riding. Yep. I had a story all about that. You got it. A girl by the name of Monica called and her husband, Rusty, and they were on extension court or extension phones in the house. This was before cell phones. So Monica said, when I was about 10 years old, my mother had you to our house and it was very active with ghosts. And it was great after you left and nobody was there and we never had any problems. She said, so anyway, that's sort of why I'm calling you because my mother has been hounding me for six weeks to call you. She said, let me explain. She says, when Rusty and I got married four years ago, we were not looking to buy a house. But an opportunity came up to buy a great house for a wonderful price. And Rusty was saving for a motorcycle. And Rusty loves motorcycles. I do too. I love to ride with him. But we couldn't pass the deal up on this house. It wouldn't have come around again. So we used the motorcycle money for the down payment on the house. And we started saving up again and started looking to buy a motorcycle when we had a little cash saved up. And we could not believe how much they went up in price in four years. We were shocked. And so we started looking at used ones. And we were being very careful and taking our time. And after about five weeks, we found a great one. And our mechanic looked at it, he looked it over, he went over everything, the price was right, like the guy we were buying it from, so we went ahead and we bought it. We bought it and brought it home on a Wednesday. On Saturday, we had a perfect day, and we decided to go to the next town over about 40 miles away, there was going to be a concert there. And we were just going to take the bike and go to the concert and then come back and just going to make a nice day out of it. Well, we had just gotten out of the city and the engine started sounding really strange, like it was sputtering. So we stopped and Rusty couldn't find anything wrong. And we started again and it was fine. It didn't make that noise again. And I was sitting behind Rusty. And we were on the road, and it was not a very smooth road. It was sort of a little lumpy, bumpy. And all of a sudden, it felt like my seat was wobbly. And I made Rusty stop again, and we stopped, and the seat was tight. Nothing was loose. I don't know what I was feeling. Rusty just thought I was crazy. About a week later, Rusty came home with all kinds of extras for the bike a new saddlebag, covers, a cup holder. We barely had enough for the down payment on the motorcycle, and now he's going out and buying all this extra stuff. And 
We never even talked about it. Oh, and we had a terrible fight. And Rusty said, now remember, he's on the other phone listening to all this. And he said, well, I thought you would like it all. He says, and when I saw it, I don't know why, I just had to buy it. And and when she found out how much he spent, oh my gosh, she was really upset. Two weeks after that, he came home with two leather complete suits to wear for both of them. Not vinyl, not whatever the 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 stuff is that isn't real, but these were real leather. She said they were beautiful. She said not necessary. And again, very expensive. And Rusty said, well, I really thought if I bought one for me and you, you wouldn't be upset because we both have one. She said, wrong. It really, really upset me. And since then, we have been fighting or not talking. And when we do, it's all about the motorcycle. Rusty started riding the cycle to work, even if it was raining. Then he met Hal, a hardcore biker. They started riding every weekend. I wasn't included. Rusty is not a drinker, but guess what? Hal is. And Rusty said, oh, he's not that bad. And Monica said, I'm sorry, Rusty, but I think he is. And I think he does drugs too. And Rusty said, no, 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 he does not do drugs. And Monica said, yeah, I find that hard to believe. I, he looks like he could do drugs. So she says it was a beautiful evening two, three days ago. We ate supper. We are not fighting, but we're not exactly talking. If a question is asked, it's answered. No comment is made. It's cold. It's really cold. So Rusty said after we ate, you know, he said it's a beautiful night out. He says, why don't we go get some ice cream? And she said, yeah, okay, we can go. And they got on the bike. And as we were driving, I had my arms around Rusty's waist. And he pinched the back of my hand. Rusty said, I did not. And she said, yes, you did. I even showed you the red mark. He said, yeah, I saw the red mark, but I didn't do it. She said, well, how did it get pinched? So Monica said, you know, mom has been after us that I should call. She said, and I kept thinking about it. She says, but this morning, I said, we totally changed our mind. And I said, what happened? She said, the day we picked up the motorcycle, we drove my car. Rusty was going to drive the bike home. We were so excited. I had my camera with me, my little Instamatic camera. And Rusty was on the bike riding, and he was going very slow, and I snapped a picture of him. Well, Rusty said, well, she finally took the film, yes, film, to the drugstore. We picked up the pictures, and we were sitting in the car looking at them. And the picture with me driving slowly 
on the bike was a little jiggy because I was actually moving. But there I am sitting and there is a man sitting in front of me on the bike. Nobody was on that bike but me. But when you see this picture, you will see the man that was riding with me. And finally, Monica asked, is anyone here? And I said, yes, there was a man there. And they had me over the next day. The garage door was open and there was the shiny motorcycle. Monica, Rusty, and the earthbound man were all standing waiting for me. We went into the house, all of us. And I said hi to the earthbound man. And there was no doubt when they showed me the picture that this was the man that was in the picture. His name was John. And this was his motorcycle when he was alive. Rusty said, our mechanic said there had been no accident. How did you die? John said, no, 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 no. It was a fight with three other guys. We were all drunk and someone pulled a knife. And he says, I wasn't even 30 years old and I'm dead. He said, I love my bike and I just wasn't going to leave it with just anyone. And I said, what happened to the man that, that killed you? And he said, you know, he said, we were all drunk. He said, he is in prison, he says, but he's not in for much longer. He said, "Is even though I'm dead, he says, I really don't blame him. He says, we were so, so ripped. He says, we didn't know what we were doing. And John said, I was trying to get Rusty to have more fun when he brought my bike home with him. He said, but Monica's way too mean. She said, no. It's a safety reason and being responsible. She said, if you were a responsible person, John, you wouldn't have been killed. And he just sort of looked at her. And John, will you go to the light, I asked him. And he said, nope, I'm not leaving the bike. I said, after today, John, you'll not be able to come in the house or get close to the bike. I says, there will even be protection on the bike so that you cannot get close to it. He said, you can't do that. I could have broken them up if I had a little more time. Then I could have had Rusty buy all kinds of things for the bike. I ignored John and I said to Monica and Rusty, you know, he might find out how much more he could do to other people with bikes, if he just would go around and get his bike out of his head. And John said, no, my bike is the best bike and I am not leaving it. And I said to John, I said, what do I need to get you to do to go to the light? I says, isn't there anybody you want to see? And he said, well, he said, I would like to maybe see the person that used to race Harleys. He said, I would go to the light for that. I says, good, good, go to the light. 
You'll be able to see all the great races in there. What do I know? It sounded good to me. Go to the light. Just get out of here. And, you know, I looked at Rusty and he was so quiet. And I said, Rusty, I said, you don't want John to go, do you? He said, I feel really bad for him. And I said, but look what he's doing to you and Monica. And John piped up and he says, I'll leave her alone if he lets me stay. And I looked at John and I looked at Monica and I said, really? And Rusty said, no, bud, you got to go. Please go. He says, I'll take care of your bike. I promise. I won't let anything happen to it. John went to the light and Rusty said, great. He says, now can he do something to me from the light? I said, no. I says, he may show up at a dream. I says, but I seriously doubt it. I said, good luck. Stop fighting. Be careful. You know, you say what you do. I, I'm I'm not a motorcycle person, so I I think they're very dangerous to begin with. So it was about three years later. They did get rid of the motorcycle. Monica and Rusty decided with Rusty Jr. They didn't really need a bike anymore. So that is that story. But I can show you the picture that they showed me. It looks really wiggly because... It's moving. But if you look at the brown-haired man riding that bike and you look very closely, you can see a light blonde-haired man sitting in front of him. And that is the man that owned the bike before Rusty and Monica. So we will make mention here that we're going to have that picture available like on your business Facebook page. Um, <clears throat> so you guys get to see it first during this recording. And Marianne, you, you were saying earlier that you were just kind of going through some stuff and that picture just happened to be laying around and you're like, oh. yeah, I mean, seriously, everything's still so packed. And I was in the drawer looking for something else. And this picture just was laying there. And I don't know. I, I maybe it was my guardian angel. I don't know. I'll, I'll take it that. But I, because I was having a hard time, I had some other thoughts in my head for the podcast, and I thought, no, with summer here, this is probably a really good thing to do. And yeah. this picture will not be on my website until this airs. Mm -hmm. But once this podcast airs, it will be on there. I'm actually going to uh, take this this afternoon and see if I can get it enlarged. Well, you know, a couple of questions I had, mm -hmm. um, just because it is bike blessing season and people are starting to ride. Um, you know, sometimes priests like will come out and bless bikes. Does that get rid of any attachments or, you know, things of the sort? No, while it's happening, I'm a, I would assume that any earthbound spirit would back off, but that is not protection. 
that is trying to help them, give them some positive energy, move on, get away, protect the rider, protect the bike. But no, that's not going to get rid of an attachment to whatever the vehicle is. I mean, you know, ghosts are attached to cars, ghosts are attached to boats, trucks, airplanes. I mean, anything. Somebody right. likes, they can be attached to it. Now, what about those little motorcycle bells? Are there anything to them? You know, I wonder about that. You know, I, I'm, I like the idea of the bell and Clarence getting his wings on Christmas Eve, but I don't know what the bells actually do. I, you know, they're what they're supposed, supposed to, to even do. Yeah, they're supposed to like, like good work, good positivity, but it's also um, supposed to keep away like little gremlins, whatever that would mess with the bike that would cause mechanical malfunctions, especially while riding. So, okay. So let me go back one step and say, in all honesty, I've never known a little folk to mess with the motorcycle. Okay. That um, doesn't mean that they don't. Right. I don't know about it. So, you know, because I even think back to Looney Tunes where there were some of the cartoons where those little gremlins would mess with like planes and things like that. So like, there's this whole like little gremlins messing with mechanical, right? you know, right. and I, that's what those bells are supposed to keep them away or appease them. Right. Um, you know, but if somebody were going to have a seed placed on their bike, where. Well, most of bikes do have a, a compartment that people can keep their, you know, it's not a big compartment, but maybe their sunglasses or a wallet or, credit cards or something. Some of the bikes have um, um, saddlebags that they have. They can put it in that. Uh, one guy just taped it underneath the seat. Hmm. So, you know, a motorcycle isn't a whole lot longer than four, four and a half feet. I mean, so, so like one seat's needed. One seat. Somewhere in the middle is going to cover it. And if you're a person that carries a seat, and you're on the bike, you'll be okay too. Except if somebody wanted an earthbound spirit wanted to wreck your bike and you weren't riding it and there was no seed, they could get close and do damage. You know, yeah. I've had a ghost pour put rocks inside of a gas tank, pour sand inside of a gas tank. They could do that to a motorcycle too. So maybe uh if you got friends or family with motorcycles, maybe get them an extra little seed. Yeah. Um all right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. And uh, maybe consider getting a seat for friends and family members that are writers. Yeah. But uh, why don't you uh, join us live on Wednesdays on all the social media platforms when you're done listening to this and uh, discuss it. Let us know. But thank you for listening, everybody. Catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in to When Ghosts Speak. Join us again soon. Goodbye.